This podcast is brought to you by Spotify for Podcasters. Have you yourself ever wanted to become a podcaster? Well, Spotify makes it simple and easy to do so. You can record, edit, and even distribute your podcast straight from their app. The best part? It is absolutely 100% free. Visit their website, podcasters.spotify.com, for more details and download the app on your Apple or Android devices today to get started on your podcasting adventure. That's Spotify for Podcasters. What is going on, everybody? Travis Fowler, Hark Rider, back yet again for another edition of the Four Corner Podcast, which means you know what time it is. It's time to talk wrestling. It's one of my favorite things to do. And last night's Rumble was actually really good. Um, I actually enjoyed the short match card that we had because it really didn't leave a whole lot of room for filler. Um, the women's rumble match starting off the show I thought was a great way to get people energized and I've seen some people praise the rumble match Uh, me personally I felt like the rumble for the women's side of things started off a little slow Um, but from about I'd say entrant 19 forward yeah I would say 19 and not 20 um, I felt like the rumble picked up I actually thought Overall, they did very well going into the final stretch of the Rumble there, and um, it did become very entertaining. Uh, Becky Lynch got in there, Nia Jax got in there, um, Jade Cargill showed up for her WWE and Royal Rumble debut to a enormous pop, and honestly, you can tell that she has been working on her in-ring skills. I know this morning there had been some kind of news report stating that... Um, Some were saying that she was having trouble remembering spots for her matches, things like that. And none of us really know because none of us are in there training with her. She had been at, I think, what's being referred to as the uh, New Heart Dojo or something to that extent, um, the New Heart Dungeon, and has been training alongside with Natalia and several others. And I think she has been improving. And I think you could see that in her movement. She was a lot more fluid with her motions. Uh, Her aura was still there. The star power just resonates off of her. And to be fair, I didn't see that a lot in AEW. And I understand people would say that she was fumbled in AEW. Others would argue to the other side that she wasn't because she went on like an undefeated streak that went on for so long. And I can see both viewpoints. But to be perfectly fair, I think she feels more like a star and more of a character now uh, with WWE. Not to say that she didn't have that same kind of presence over at AEW, but I just didn't quite feel it as I guess you were supposed to. Um, They did a good job over there of, I would say, presenting her as this 
Hulk-like figure, I guess, is the only way to put it. And she did well for what she could do in her limited capacity. Um, but now that she's getting the in-ring work to back up the persona, I think she did a very good job and had a great outing into the Rumble. Uh, I was very pleased to see Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton from the NXT side of things pick up. I even was saying it to my lady last night uh, that Tiffany Stratton is indeed a future star. And then she even kind of gave me a little rub. It was like, oh, you kind of like her, don't you? To which I responded with, no, of course not. And maybe that was a little bit of a fib. But... Uh, regardless of that, I think Tiffany Stratton is going to be a future main event player, no questions about it, especially after her performance with Becky Lynch in the fall of last year. I don't think you can deny that Tiffany Stratton is going to be a star for the WWE. But I did pick Bailey to win the Women's Rumble, and sure enough, that's what we're getting. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on from here. They've planted seeds for Bailey and EO. I could also see Bailey potentially trying to do the damage control thing and go over to Raw to get that world title from Rhea. But I love that we don't know for certain exactly what's going to happen. We have a good idea. But as we've learned over this last week when it comes to creative, uh, you may think you know, and there may be news outlets that report one thing, but you never fully know. And I love that. I love having that feeling back in pro wrestling. So um, we'll get into that feeling a little bit later when we talk about the Men's Royal Rumble. But as for the two title matches, I think both delivered super well, especially that Fatal 4-Way. Um, LA Knight especially had, I believe, his best outing in any match in that Fatal 4-Way. When he went on his little streak, it was absolutely insane. And I thought he did absolutely phenomenal, no pun intended to AJ Styles, who also looked great in his uh, big uh, spotlight moment that he had. I know he's been back for a while working in tags and singles matches, but I think tonight really saw the stamp of, hey, I'm still here and I'm still relevant from AJ Styles, much to the same statement that was made by Randy Orton, who looked amazing. Um, he's been on fire since coming back at Survivor Series, and he had one of the coolest RKOs that I've seen in a while. Um, I know we've seen Orton hit the RKO from Roman's spear before, but something last night, if you go back and watch it, they just hit that perfectly to where it was probably the prettiest rendition of that spot that I have ever seen. And it looked amazing on TV. I really wish they would have had it on replay, but uh, they all looked great. Roman still doing his thing. Still has that aura, that special attraction feel, which is exactly what he is now. And he showed out. So... Everybody did their part. Everybody looked like a million bucks, and I look forward to this road to WrestleMania, and specifically when it comes to those four, I look to see what they do with each of them moving towards WrestleMania. The Kevin Owens-Logan Paul match was professional wrestling at its absolute finest. Kevin Owens has been a delight from day one since he's been in WWE, and I mean from day one NXT Kevin Owens 
and going forward has always done what he could to deliver when he needed to and he had no different there last night at the Rumble with Logan Paul and what else can you say about Paul that hasn't already been said by so many others? Logan Paul is a freaking natural and he just has this ability whether you like him whether you hate him does not matter that guy is a freaking star and he showed out yet again last night but something that I very much pay attention to when it comes to wrestling as somebody who's not just a fan but who's involved in the business as well I can't help but just see the little nuances that he's picked up on that I would say rather quickly the whole story last night involving Kevin Owens and his broken hand has been the go-to for this story and making it very personal between the two and they did great focusing on that story aspect of it Logan Paul just gets it he understands what pro wrestling is and again whether you like him or you hate him you can't take that away from the guy he's just absolutely incredible and is just a straight-up natural and some people were upset with the finish of Owens getting DQ'd from the brass knucks no. Let me explain if you don't get why it was so good. Because yes, Logan Paul was trying to cheat. Owens gave him the receipt for trying to cheat. The thing that Owens messed up on was not concealing the weapon and leaving it still in plain sight for the ref to see as he was counting the three. And the referee, kudos to you for doing exactly your part of noticing it right before the three count and doing the right call. It is a realistic situation and it wasn't something that I would refer to as cheap because it made you feel a certain way. And that's what wrestling is supposed to do. So do I think the Owens Paul story is over? No, I actually don't. I can see them taking this down to Australia for a rematch. So I don't think anybody needs to be up in arms about that finish. It was great. I honestly do believe that. And I think both men should get their flowers for putting on an incredible U.S. title match. Again, both title matches delivered for what they were supposed to be. And they all delivered in their own specific way. So I think... Honestly, both championship matches deserve the praise from fans because they both had their special moments in them and were special in their own rights. Now we get to the Men's Royal Rumble, who admittedly, I thought it was going to be CM Punk's night because I really didn't think they would do back-to-back Rumble winner. And it hasn't been done in 26 years, which is something that I want to emphasize on here in just a bit. But... My dude, and I think several others, American Nightmare, Reppin' Strong, Cody Rhodes wins for the second year in a row from the number 15 spot this time this year. I mean, I'm a Cody fan through and through. You can see it right there when I met him and he was Ring of Honor champion. That guy is all in all exactly what you need for the face of your company he said it in the press conference and i truly believe he is spot on with it he is the face of wwe and anybody that wants to dispute that i think you would have a hard time showing me proof that anybody else comes close to matching cody or the aura he brings for the company at this moment in time uh 
he pointed at Roman at the end of the night. Roman and him had the little jaw jacking from the skybox and the ring, and it just, oh, it's, it's hype. It really is just something that feels special going into WrestleMania that we're going to get Cody Roman 2, just like it's supposed to. And I fully believe that we are going to see the finish of this story and a well-deserved finish at that. I think the match is going to be excellent. So buckle up because we still got two and a half months to go for WrestleMania. And I am so, so looking forward to it. It's going to be an amazing night. It's going to be an amazing atmosphere. And I think this road to Mania is going to be one that everybody remembers. And I also still believe we're still going to get Pumpkin Rollins. And everything that I thought they would do for Cody to get back to the main event, you can say it's just going to be a copy and paste for CM Punk. Because I really do think you're going to see Punk uh, in the world title match with Seth Rollins. And I think we just need to look to the Elimination Chamber for that to happen. Because now, if they want to, they can make it a Raw exclusive match You know, going into Perth, Australia. So... There's a lot of promise still to be had, so everybody, again, buckle up. We've got two and a half months on the road to WrestleMania, so we have so much to look forward to still, and I don't think anybody needs to throw anything into doubt of what they are hoping to see. Just enjoy the ride and enjoy this time as pro wrestling fans. Because we know, unfortunately, there's some stuff that we'll get to that's making it a little difficult and has what had been referred to last night as a dark cloud over WWE specifically. But let's not take away from the fun and the positives as fans that we can have going forward. Some big news, though, that came out this week that I think shocked a lot of people. I know it shocked me specifically because I didn't expect them to land here. The new television rights deal for WWE has finally been announced, and of all places, Netflix is the one who picks up Monday Night Raw. Never would have thought that they would have been the ones to get them. The last that I heard, the biggest one that had the potential to doing so, and also to me made the most sense, was Amazon. Um... Amazon, who's trying to build up their sports portfolio with more live sports, um, they have the Thursday night football deal with the NFL now, and I really thought they were going to be the ones to land the Raw rights. But Netflix came out with a unbelievable $5 billion deal that is 10 years as of this moment, but there apparently is a clause where they can cancel after five, I believe. And... Uh, If they also want to, if they're satisfied with the partnership, they can also extend it another 10 years, virtually making it a 20-year deal if they want to. So we could see Raw and Netflix for as little as five years. We could see them for as long as 20. It just kind of all depends on how they feel that the product is doing. And that, to me, that's insane. Who would have ever thought that we would see Monday Night Raw on a streaming platform? Um, I'm sure eventually it would have happened anyway, and I, again, was one of those people that thought that Amazon would be the one to pick them up, but surprisingly enough, we're seeing Netflix now in, in this game, and, you know, as somebody who also is a fan of just overall professional wrestling, they've already got Monday Night Raw in the bag starting next year, the wrestlers documentary was really good. Um, hey, Netflix, why don't you pick up on that show Heels, too? Because 
they can be revived too. And it's a really good show, at least in my opinion. Um, so if you're going to go into the professional wrestling game, why not go full board? But anyway, off that little soapbox and back to the business at hand, um, this is a landmark deal. And I really look forward to seeing how things are going to transpire once Raw is officially on Netflix starting in January next year. But there's also going to be some interesting time before then. Uh, as a matter of fact, from September 30th, or I guess we should say from October 1st until January 2025, we are going to see what WWE does to combat the fact that USA does not plan to show Monday Night Raw for that time gap between September 30th and January 1st when the Netflix deal kicks in. So virtually Raw is going to be homeless at the minute for not showcasing their weekly show. But I have a theory that I think we'll see come to fruition, and it's also going to serve another purpose. Um, if they haven't already discussed it, I do think you already have your answer. For those of you who subscribe to Peacock, you understand that the WWE Network library was put over on that streaming service. Peacock also just experimented with doing a huge football game exclusively on Peacock just about a week or two ago, I believe. So I think you've kind of already got your answer. If, at least stateside, you've already got your uh, network library with one streaming service, and they're dabbling with doing more live sporting events on their uh, streaming platform, I think you've got your answers to what you can do in the in-between time uh, until your Netflix deal kicks in. Put Raw exclusively on Peacock because you can also serve the favor of, well, let's see how this performs because if they do well streaming Raw for that three-month period of October, November, and December, well, if it does well, you can actually think of putting SmackDown on that same forefront only with the Peacock service. And I think eventually that's where they'll end up going. Uh, Friday nights are still planning to be the SmackDown nights once they move back over to USA in October. And I think that's where you need to start. I think it's okay to test the waters out with Monday Night Raw for that three-month period, see how it does, and then you can kind of get a feel of what it would be like to stream SmackDown exclusively on Peacock eventually if you want to or maybe you can do jointly if you have the USA Network you can watch it live or you can watch it on Peacock they do it already with Sunday Night Football so why couldn't they do it with Friday Night Smackdown too I think it's a very easy way to curb uh, that time gap for Raw and to experiment with how it would perform if you have a weekly live show for WWE on the streaming service and while we're talking about attendance and streaming and business side of things, AW right now has an interesting dilemma, if you will. The company is profitable. We saw what their TV partner said about them, uh, WBD, just a week ago, praising them for bringing so many eyeballs to their stations, TBS and TNT, respectfully, with the Collision, Rampage, and Dynamite shows. Um, but as Dave Meltzer noted earlier this week, he had seen how the attendance figures were going. And a lot of the buildings that we've seen AEW book 
are for those 4,000, 5,000, 10,000 seat arenas. But unfortunately, they're starting to sell less and less tickets. And I'm not saying this as an AEW hater. This is just what's being presented. When you went from a show that was drawing 2,000 attendance at one point to then hitting its next lowest the very next week at 1,800 tickets, it doesn't really give favor to how your future business is going to turn out. Does this mean AEW's done? No. But I do think they need to refocus on the buildings that they book, and they really need to pay attention to those attendance figures because, as Meltzer also noted, he compared it to the WCW 2000 era, the dying days of WCW, which saw attendance steadily drop to the point where they became unwatchable. And as somebody who was a WCW fan himself, when you see such a prosperous company go from being at the top of the mountain, as WCW once did, to then crashing down and then being sold to its arch rival, it's, it's kind of unbelievable, honestly. And I don't want to see AEW go away. As we talked about last week, AEW is good for professional wrestling. TNA is good for professional wrestling, which by the way, the TNA appearance from Jordan Grace last night completely showing out, that was amazing, and I really hope we get to see more TNA stuff in the future uh, between WWE and them. I think that relationship could actually blossom into something really cool, especially with Mania on the horizon. I can see a couple instances where you should factor in Jordan Grace. Um, Jordan Grace versus Jay Cargill, Jordan Grace versus Bianca Belair would be a lot of fun. Um, personally, I'd love to see that one. So, um, sorry to go off on that little tangent. Let's go back to the business side of things. Um, I really need AEW to succeed as a fan because, like I was saying before, tribalism is stupid in wrestling because we all love it. Now, you don't have to like a particular brand if you choose not to watch it. Just don't watch it. But I promise you, having multiple companies in the realm of professional wrestling only helps the business itself. You know, again, that old saying, a rising tide raises all ships. So, this is one of those instances where professional wrestling is at the hottest that it's been since 2000, and uh, I would honestly say just overall the Attitude Era, late 90s era, um, Monday Night Wars, however you want to describe it. We are at that same precedence, I believe, uh, when it comes to success. Mainstream, you could argue, maybe isn't as high, but it definitely has a notoriety to it right now, and the business is flourishing. So we need AEW to continue to succeed. They just maybe need to think of a better business strategy so that they can keep operating. Because I don't want to see AEW go away. I don't really want to see any of the big companies that we've uh, seen come to light go away. Because again, it's just good for the business overall. So hopefully they can uh, turn that ship in the right course and right some of their wrongs, get some higher attendances, and we don't have to worry about them going anywhere, even though I don't think we do anyway, just because TK himself has a pretty sizable bank account to where I don't think we have to worry about AEW going anywhere anytime soon. But now let's talk about the uncomfortable topic. On Thursday... We got to see the uh, lawsuit that is now being held against Vince McMahon. 
and we know what that lawsuit had eventually led to for the past few days. Um, I don't need to go into detail. If you want to seek out the lawsuit, read it yourself along with the accompanying screenshots of the supposed uh, conversation between uh, the woman who's bringing up the charges and Vince McMahon, you can see and read them for yourself. Um, I'm not going to sit here and interpret whether or not they are legit or false. I'm not going to say that he did or did not do anything. What I can say is based on some behaviors that we've seen in the past, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility or likelihood, I guess, if you will say, that he did do the things that are explained in that lawsuit, but it does not look good um, that a former man of high precedence could do the things that were outlined in those texts and in the lawsuit. Um, last night during the press conference, I think both Cody and Triple H handled the situation very well. I know there's been uh, some hate towards Triple H and dodging the question last night, but first off, Cody, I think, answered the question uh, very diplomatically and Honestly, Triple H didn't really need to say much more because you have to understand this is still a business. And I think him kind of echoing the sentiments of what Cody said and then adding in that we just want to focus on the positives. We don't need to really talk on the negatives that are going on. That's not just smart business, but for his standpoint, this is a very personal situation. I mean, a man who has been very close to him, both professionally and personally, and obviously has a deep personal connection with his family, this is a sensitive time for him. Like, he's still an executive, but at the end of the day, he is also still a person. So for anybody that thought he handled that... Uh, not correctly or thought Triple H uh, could have answered better, what more could he have said? What answer would have given you your satisfaction? Because honestly, outside of shunning him completely, I don't think any answer he gave would satisfy anybody. I think he handled it very diplomatically. I think he handled it from a business standpoint, very professionally. And I don't think there should be any hate for Triple H, just like there's no hate for Cody, I think both parties handled the situation and the question the way they were supposed to, and we are just going to have to wait and see how the rest of this unfolds going forward. Obviously, we know that Vince is now out of TKO and WWE, um, which I think is still going to be good overall for the product. I felt that way back when the investigation into Vince McMahon started in 22. Um, I know it's, I'm not wishing ill necessarily towards any one person, but I do believe that WWE has flourished without Vince McMahon at the helm. And I think it's going to continue to flourish without Vince McMahon. As we have seen over the last year and a half, nearly two years, WWE is going to be just fine. And having Triple H in the position he is, I think, is still very beneficial for the company. And overall, the company is doing great things. Um, obviously, they also nominated Dwayne The Rock Johnson onto their board of directors. Uh, the Netflix deal, as we talked about earlier, starts next year. So many positive things that we can look at outside and inside the ring of professional wrestling. It's just a fun time. So why don't we focus as fans more on the fun? And unfortunately, let's kind of sweep the other stuff to the side 
for at least the entertainment's sake and hope that everybody that is doing the right things for professional wrestling continue to do those right things and we keep moving in a prosperous direction. Well, guys, that's all I got for you this week. What are your thoughts on the Royal Rumble event and matches overall? Were you satisfied with the winners and the outcomes of all the matches? Let me know in that comment section below. Also, let me know how you feel about the Vince McMahon and lawsuit situation itself. Uh, all those comments, I would love to see what your thoughts are. Uh, leave them down there at the bottom. Also, make sure that you have subscribed, like, and share this around. You can also follow us on the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and X. You can also listen to the audio version on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. So, please continue to support us. We greatly appreciate it. And I will be back next week with another edition of 4CP. So, until that time... All of you take care, God bless, and continue to love pro wrestling.